looking into the year 5782, or as I was at least able to break down the words, hey, taf, shen, pay, bet. Bet is significant of a tent, as we might have alluded to earlier. It's also significant of a house. Bet is also vav. So when you continue to read in Genesis 1-1, you see that heaven and earth were merged or joined together. Well, that word is vav. Heaven and earth were vavved together. Bet is also significant of family. Now, we've talked about family already, how family is extended from 2021 into 2022, but it looks different than it did in 2021. What I'm really excited about about bet is that bet is always associated with the land because of Genesis 1-1. Heaven and earth are joined. So what happened is a house or a habitation was built that meant there was always supposed to be connection between heaven and earth. And in natural form, symbolically that's what the tent was and the tent was pegged down or nailed down to the earth well land is very important biblically and it's also important in 2022 territory is important in 2022 you want to make sure you understand that i remember year literally maybe five years shy of a decade so 13 years ago, someone said to me that, well, almost 13 years ago, someone said to me that God doesn't love land. It's just here. And at that time, I hadn't even been anointed by Holy Spirit or even awakened within myself to love the land. But I had enough sense by the spirit to know that that sentiment was false and it was only by the spirit and by wisdom that I could know that and I want to teach you if you also have that I want to instruct you if you also might share that same sentiment that God does love the land simply because of Genesis 1-1 it is a part of his story it's a part of history he created the earth and he created the land the other reason why God loves the land is because the enemy is always after territory and land listen to me you want to watch out whatever the enemy seems to always come after that means God must truly have a treasure there and God must truly honor that thing and God must truly covet and God must truly want that thing to manifest his glory and bring him honor and that is land we see this happening now in the natural how more and more ground and territory is trying or attempting to be eradicated and reduced and lessened from us so we need to understand how to guard and watch over the land. Now, in the summer of 2021, I was asked by a group to teach on land dominion. It's a course that I put together a couple of years ago, a few years ago. I had no intention of doing that course, that study, 
at all, but it was very prophetic in so many ways. And I'm very thankful that I was able and allowed to do it because it taught different territories, actually different states in several different cities in a region. It mobilized people and reawakened many people who had already done things on land. It reawakened within them new insights and strategies, but God's love for the land and their, our responsibility for land. What did I say about Yeshua? It's about a king in his kingdom. It's the father's house. It's the son, S-O-N, Yeshua's kingdom. And it's a spirit's activity in the earth and in you and me. So if the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, if the kingdoms of this world is Yeshua and will bow down to him, if the earth is his footstool, isn't that his territory? If he is the king and he gives the commands and he commences all the orders and he enlists us to enact and to execute and implement what he states and what he says. Yes, he loves the land and he protects the land and he, he does that through us. We got to understand there has always been a war over territory and over land. We might talk about this more in actually 2022. Some people should possibly expect to be reawakened and awakened for their assignments on land and territory in 2022. And those of you who are being reawakened, please don't grunt or grumble and say, but I've been there. I've done that. Do we really have to do it? It's already cleansed. Our assignment is done. So a couple of things, your specific assignment might be done, but maybe you are to serve as a father or a mother or an instructor or a teacher or a mentor or a coach, a guide, whatever, to whom God is raising up because it's never done. Do you understand that? There's always something coming up that we're going to have to push back and fight against. And there's always a new generation emerging. Even if the generation is not younger, God is always raising someone or something else up. And there is the kingdom of darkness right there to mimic what God is doing and to, and to cause an affront against him to throw in his face. Look what I can do against what you want. So those of you who are going to be reawakened, I would encourage you and exhort you, instruct you mainly. I'm using that word because you might hear it again. I would instruct you not to resign in stating the words, been there, done that, and that you no longer would participate in doing so. So look for different avenues. Those of you who are going to be awakened, who the spirit is going to awaken you to assignments on land, be teachable and be ready and be prepared and understand this is a serious matter. This, you see, most people don't understand that about land. And that's why you see such an intense battle and such an intense war, especially around the time of Joshua. Because it's intense. That's how you know there is truly a war for land and why the kingdom of darkness is after land. So we get, you see, this is why it's spirit and truth. This is why we 
hear the son and see the spirit. So you have to understand teacher and prophet, prophet and intercessor, spirit and truth, word and spirit. We must understand these things starting now. Excuse me. It should have already been inaugurated, but we need to implement them now in 2022. Bet also has two entrances in them. And I found one source talked about the interpretation of those two entrances meant an entrance or an entry point for men. And then there was a wall, if you will, not a literal wall, but a, di a dividing piece, an item that divided and separated the men from the women's quarters. And this theory would align with Moses' taber tabernacle that divided the holy place from the most holy place. So what does that look like for us that we have entrance and access into the most holy place? And simply for me, that is the invitation of the intercessors being at the forefront in intercession. You see, we get to be invited with the chief intercessor, the high priest forever, who is Yeshua, who is also king in his kingdom. We get an invitation to intercede with him. In the most holy place and not in the outer courts. That is a huge calling. You see, that's why I talked about earlier that we don't truly understand the role and the call of the intercessor. We think it's something frivolous or, you know, because it's, it's not shiny as an apostle or as a prophet or anything else that we want to jargon that we want to make up. Galaxy, uh, defenders of the galaxy of the universe. You know, people are making all sorts of titles up today know who you are and stay in your lane and stay in your vein and just get there and sit okay just just sit in your lane we none of us can do or be all things that's impossible because that's not the way god made any of us we were meant to be who we were now we can flow as the spirit leads us but we the key word is as we're led by the spirit I think there's a scripture for that around Romans 8 that says as many as are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. We must be led by the spirit into the things. Amen. The last thing I want to share about bet is that the second letter in the alphabet or Aleph bet is bet. But it is actually the first word used in the Hebrew language that is active and synonymous with the creation of the world. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. Genesis 1-1, the father and the son. History, 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 his story. Genesis 1-1, history. I talked about the son speaking in the father's house. It's the father's house. The son is speaking in the father's house. Breshet. Genesis 1.1. The father and the son. The son was speaking. The active voice. You see, this is why prophets are going to hear and speak. And why intercessors are going to be called to a place and invited to a place of intercession and burden bearing 
and heavy loads with him in his holy place. That's awesome. What a mighty call. Some additional insights into 2022. It is that it's the year of the teacher. Teachers not only bring structure, but they bring foundation. Where the prophet brings principles, teachers bring the depths of spirit and truth. You heard me say that a couple of minutes ago. Teachers also make way for the miraculous. So oftentimes when we read in the Gospels, Yeshua would teach and then he'd perform miracles. That meant the atmosphere was conducive to receive the miraculous because the spirit and truth applications were present. Another importance of the teacher is that they bring reconciliation like the priests did between man and God, particularly reconciliation from sin. So we probably can be expected to ourselves receive some of that. But you see, that's where we get so much about ourselves and that's religious. And God is done with that. I mean, he's he's been done with that. He never actually started, but he's done done. Like, I mean, it can't even burn anymore. It's so burnt. He's done with the religious acts and jargon and the double speeches and the forked tongues that James talks about in James 3. He's done with it. He wants authenticity and purity. So that's why we spent some time talking about purity, returning to or being reconciled to the prophetic and looking similar to what Samuel, the prophet priest, did. Another importance is that of the reconciliation with the priests is that priests knew how to carry the burden and the weight of the people without tarnishing the people's secrets, their names or their reputations. That is very integral and key in prophets usually make mistakes doing that, especially immature prophets or when prophets are fleshly and understand that immature and fleshly are different because you can be mature and be in the flesh. Amen. But intercessors and priests, and, and I can also make that same distinction for them, but naturally, and we also see this in scripture, these men did not do that. They didn't go out and blab and gossip about what this person did behind closed doors. They took on the weight and they kept those people's secrets to themselves like a counselor. Exactly what Yeshua did for us, what he still does for us today. There are things that none of us know what the others are doing. And it, you see, that's why we can't point our fingers at people. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. Do you understand me? And this is why there's such a need for that nature, that long suffering, that meekness and kindness of the intercessor to come in and without ripping people to shreds and without dishonoring them. It's a it's an honoring season. And we talked about honor in 2021. It's extending into 2022. And that's what intercession does. That's what intercessors do. They honor people because God honors us. It's not discord. 
It's not tail-bearing, it's not gossiping, and it's not sowing discord amongst neighbors, especially amongst the household of faith, by revealing people's secrets, especially secret sins. Now, understand me, this is not about closeting or um, not keeping people's keeping people's wrongs not revealed or exposed as to protect them when there really should be an exposure. This is why we have to get in the spirit. I I don't know how many times I have said that, but I'm going to continue to say that throughout this entire catalog of insights, prophecies, and revelations, because we must be in the spirit. You will need to know. I will need to know. We will need to know when to conduct which. But I am telling you, as a year that is predicated upon the intercessors being at the forefront, those are the principles, the building blocks, and the foundation, the practices that we need to implement, and the characteristic natures that we must have as well in 2022. Teachers are some of the best intercessors with a strong gift and a burden of intercession. Again, look at the priests. Teachers call out those who are in sin with a bend on truth for reconciliation. Unlike the prophet, when he or she is fleshly or mature, the prophet calls people out and doesn't think about the repercussions later on. The prophet's just thinking about you're in sin. Let me tell you you're in sin so you can get free. But while the exposure happens, What happens about the honor of the individual? And that's where the teacher comes in and practices love with truth. The intercessor practices love with truth. And understand me, this is not a beat up or a dig on the prophets because I introduced myself to you as what? Or those of you who've been following me, you already know that. So those of you who are new, you're hearing this introduction. It's not a dig at any prophet. But we need every gift, every anointing, every calling have strengths and opportunities and weaknesses. And that's an area, a major area of weakness for the prophets. Also an area to be strengthened in and an area of growth. Teachers are actually called to do spiritual warfare. You have heard me heralding this and trumpeting this since around June or July of 2021, that in 2022, it's a year to war and do spiritual warfare. Teachers are actually called to do that, but they don't like it. And you see, that's the default where the prophet comes in that and the prophet loves and relishes in spiritual warfare. So you see, both have areas of growth. Both have opportunities and both have strengths and weaknesses. Many teachers deny spiritual warfare because of their soft approach and because of their characteristic nature. But teachers are called to do spiritual warfare because God gives them the supernatural abilities to deal with the supernatural demonic entities with the tools that are deep truths to formulate the strategies of warfare. That's all Daniel did, people. That's how you do warfare as an intercessor and as a teacher. And remember, intercessors and intercession is at the forefront of 2022, not 
the profit, although this is an overarching profit decade. So we're going to have to reconcile what that looks like. I'm not talking about that right now. Get in the spirit, the spirit of God. You don't need somebody to explain and tell you everything and walk you and hold you by the hand. And that's not to sound crude, crass or rude. Look for the power of true teaching to come from God's sent ones as teachers. These teachers teachings will bring deliverance through teaching and usher in miracles and healings. Basically, this is not religion from these teachers who are being stirred and rising up in 2022. These teachings should bring deliverance. I remember when God Holy Spirit pulled me aside and told me a few years ago, and he said, from now on, your teachings will demonstrate deliverance. And again, I said a few years ago, so this was way before I even got this insight to reveal to you about prophesying for 2022. And it aligns with scripture because that's what truth does. John 8 tells us that the truth sets us free. The truth makes us free. There should be deliverance, people. When we look into the life of Yeshua in the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that's what Yeshua was doing, setting the captives free and liberating them with truths, delivering them. If you can't do any miracles with your teaching, at least there should be a deliverance. It should not be for educational knowledge or head knowledge, something that's scholarly, that's feeding the soul gate in the flesh. That's a watch out for this year, but we're going to get into that later on. So we want to make sure that we're looking out for those two things. That is the mimic. That is the other. That is the pretend. We need teaching that will bring deliverance and set the captives free and understand there are multiple tools of deliverance and multiple ways to deliver someone. It's not just laying on of hands and shouting and Shabbat buying and commanding demons and all this stuff, foul, unclean spirits to flee and leave. There are various tools for deliverance. Another thing about the teacher in 2022 is that the true teachers teachings will be distinguished from the false teachers with the true teachers having heavenly authority. Another is it's a year of foundations and foundation, the tried and the true. So I mentioned already past, present and future. I know that annoys many people because many people like to live in the future. Others like to live in the past while some like to live in the present. So thank God there's a blend and a little bit for everybody. But in 2022, we're going to have to flow in the spirit and we must understand them all past, present and future. But for now, what I'm discussing is about the foundations. God is taking us back to the foundations of things. Genesis 1, 1, father, son, history, history, his story. Genesis 1, 1, the father and the son, the foundations, the elementals, the principles, the building blocks of things. That's what teachers do. The depths. Teaching has demonstration. Teaching has power demonstration and prophets reveal and speak truth, but the teachers incarnate the truth. So if you are a teacher or you have been a teacher, you must incarnate the truth, which means you are an intercessor because that's what intercessors do. That's exactly what the priests did and what they were supposed to do.
The other word or insight for 2022 is instruction. It's a year of instruction. Now, it's God's law that is his commandments. Typically, we cut cower from the word law because we associate that word with Moses' law. That's not the only usage of that word, though. And we'll discuss more about Old and New Testament laws in a later episode. Instruction is depicted as wisdom. Instruction is also correction. So I'd expect some reproving this year. You've heard me say that already. Maybe not as in 2020. It could be reproving of miscommunications, reproving of misconceptions, reproving of misinterpretations, and reproving of misrepresentations of God. We are instructed, emphasis. You've heard me say instructed a lot this episode, haven't you? I told you it was strategic. We are instructed to love correction. Proverbs 6, 23, New King James Version. For the commandment is a lamp and the law a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Proverbs 8.33, New King James Version, hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. Now, with that being said, those who usually reject correction and those who will withstand whatever correction is coming will be considered foolish. And the plethora of other adjectives and names, Proverbs call them. Here are a couple. Proverbs 10.17, New King James Version. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life or is in alignment with life. But he who refuses correction goes astray. Proverbs 12.1, whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. And that is the word of God, not Rashad's word. Instructions mean that we know the plan and design. We understand the inner workings of a matter. Solomon says in Proverbs 1 that instruction is a part of a group of things that is the beginning of knowledge. Now understand the knowledge Solomon is speaking of is not earthly or humanistic. It is spirit born. Verse 3 in Proverbs 1 states that wisdom instructs on justice, judgment, and equity. So I surmise and predict we might need to understand how instruction is applicable and correlates to social justice, communities, and evangelism in 2022. There are a few words also that are synonymous with God's law or instruction. Rather than explain or tell you those words, I'm going to read scripture and loose the Holy Spirit as the light to light the lamp that is you and bring revelation of Yeshua. Psalm 119, 162-169, through 169, New King James Version. I rejoice at the word, your word, as one who finds great treasure. I hate and abhor lying, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous judgments. Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Lord, I hope for your salvation, and I do love your commandments. May my soul keeps your testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and your testimonies for all my ways are before you. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. 
Father, we bless the reading of your word and we ask for more understanding. Holy Spirit, come. I remember I did a study called Returning to Eden several years ago, way before its time, prophet, because prophets do that, trailblazers, groundbreakers, revolutionaries, forerunners. And the basis of that teaching was that we're returning to a type of Eden. That is to say, a place of authenticity, completeness, fullness, oneness, wholeness, and Father and Son, Genesis 1-1. Father, Son, Genesis 1-1, history, history, his story, foundations, past, present, future. Pick it up, get it, as it was in the beginning. That's the reason for Genesis 1-1. We're coming back to a place of authenticity. Let me close out this session strong's 5782 if you've been following me you heard me mention this already around september this is what 2022 looks like biblically to rouse oneself to awake awaken to incite to be excited be triumphant there is an example in the Bible of Judges 5.12. You heard me talk about this as well, where Deborah is exhorting and calling the troops to come, call them to bear arms and go to war. Some of them were not awakened. Some of them were asleep and they did not join them, Deborah and the other troops in warfare. Some of them needed to be stirred. They needed to be incited to go or excited to go into war. Could this coincide with a lot of jargon and language that's been used recently about being awakened or being woke? And I know that many people hate that word woke, but I got a word for you all who might not like that word. It's probably because you're religious, because the church has been asleep. That's because of religion. And here is biblical proof of that. Revelation 3, the fifth church in Revelation that Yeshua rebukes, the Sardis church. He rebukes them for what? Not being woke. Wow. Specifically, he says, you have given yourself a name. But you are not living up to what you are giving yourself. Yeshua is actually calling them hypocrites, and it's the worst kind of hypocrite that he's calling them. You have a form of godliness is what he is telling the Sardis church. And he's saying repent quickly is what he's saying to them. And he goes on to say strengthen those things that are about to die. So there are a few things in that. That church lacked responsibility, that church lacked ownership and stewardship even for the things that Yeshua placed in their care as stewards. And they were asleep. Things were fading away literally on death was knocking at their door. The things that they were called to tend and watch over death was knocking on the door and Sardis wasn't even paying attention because they were too busy, glazed over by the spirit of religion. You see, so I call for an awakening in the name of Yeshua, of the sons of God. I call for an excitement in the spirit 
and according to your word, Yeshua, may it be so and fulfilled that we will hear you, Yeshua, and we will see the spirit because it is about you and your kingdom. We welcome Holy Spirit. We welcome what you're doing in your kingdom, the spirit's activity in us and in the earth. Listen, I pray you're blessed. I pray you're edified. I pray you go forward prosperous in 2022, listening, hearing, observing that you will say yes to whatever God calls and asks of you, whatever he invites you to do. But most importantly, you will say yes to Holy Spirit, that you will welcome, that you will make room for him, that you will have conversations with him, that you will allow his ministry and his works his gifts to be flow and manifest in and through you for the profit P R O F I T of all, including the land blessings.